Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owner, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm Rena, And I'm John. And we are very, very thankful that you joined us today. In fact, that's the topic of our show, about being thankful and the benefits of being thankful. We know that thankfulness is very much in vogue this week as we're just one day away from Thanksgiving. But we want to look at what's the benefits of Thanksgiving and being thankful all year round. And we find there's a lot of personal benefits to us and to a lot of other people when we are being thankful. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. I I love diving into this topic. (laughs) So John and I have had a lot of really great conversations on this. In fact, we're always talking about, um, you know, finding your purpose, living your calling, staying positive, all the things that help feed into that. And having a focus, what we choose to look at will totally shape our experience of life. So we see what we're looking for, okay? What we choose to focus on, we'll see it. That's actually what we're looking for. And it's kind of like when you're going to buy a car and you're interested in buying a certain model of car and you're out driving on the road and all of a sudden, out of the blue, you see that car everywhere. It's like the old Tootsie Roll commercial. Now I'm mixing my metaphors. but (laughs) (laughs) You'll see it everywhere because it wasn't really in your consciousness, but now it is in your consciousness. It's kind of like, uh, John, I know you wrote a blog on something called the confirmation bias. Tell us about the confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias is a, uh, a psychological phenomenon that we all have. It's not like, you know, the good people are, can avoid it and, you know, people who are not so great can't. It's all of us. We all have this. So confirmation bias is where we tend to see things that we already agree with. Okay. We already believe and agree with it. And so we spot and see those things, and we tend to not see, we tend to miss the things that we disagree with. So it can be there, something that's contrary to what we believe, but we won't even see it. We won't even see it. We'll just miss it. We'll pass right by. Okay. And so it's, uh, it's kind of like you wake up in the morning and you say, I think today is going to be a really crappy day. Okay. And so you go through your day, and maybe you have an awesome lunchtime with your coworkers, and maybe you got an award at work, and you got uh, praised for some other things you did at work, and you got a whole lot done, and you come home, and you missed the bus. And you go, look, I knew it was going to be a crappy day. See? <laughs> yeah, because that's what we're looking for. That's what we're going to see. Yes. So we're wanting to help you, the listeners, and ourselves be able to focus more on things that we're thankful for, focusing on the positive. When we're looking for it, we will see more of it. Furthermore, when we choose to focus, uh, we will see more of the negative. If you want to see negative, it's all around you. You'll see it everywhere. If you want to see positive, you'll find that. It's around you everywhere. So it's very much a choice of what you're going to choose to focus on and what you're going to look for. 
So focusing on what's positive or focusing on what's negative, that will totally shape our perception of the world. What we're choosing to focus on shapes our, ex- our experience, and it, it definitely shapes our, our uh, perception of the world. So I was thinking of this example. Somebody who's grumpy is, I doubt that they're grumpy because of their circumstances. It could look that way, but I think that they're choosing to look at the negative stuff, and that's making them grumpy, where somebody who's upbeat is choosing to focus on the positive, and that's why they're upbeat. It's not that their mood is necessarily dependent on the circumstances. There's a whole lot of choice there, which is actually great news for us. Because we have choice, we can create our own experience of life. It's an opportunity to create a more positive experience. It also indicates that we're actually responsible for our own experience. What we're choosing to focus on will definitely shape our experience of life. I think that gives that a lot of meat, I guess you would say, on yeah. that concept that we get to choose our experience of life. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you hear that and it sounds all woo-woo and, you know, well, that's kind of weird. It's like magic thinking. Uh, but what we're talking about today is, is how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, how is it that you can choose your experience in life? And it has to do with what it is you focus on. You know, people say what you think about, you bring about. Mm-hmm. And what's really happening is... What you do is you decide what you believe and agree with, and then you start seeing that in the world because it is there, and you start seeing that more than the other things that are also there. Definitely. And I love the component of choice there, that it's not just what's doled out to us. We can choose to focus on things that we're thankful for, and that will help us to have a more positive experience in life versus, for example, complaining a lot and It seems to me in the last number of months, we've kind of become a nation of complainers, like more so than normal. It's it's really a lot. And when we indulge in complaining, when we indulge in fears for ourselves and in sharing those fears with other people, we not only drag our own selves down, we drag down all the people around us too. Because when we're complaining and living in fear and sharing all that with people, I can guarantee you that it's going to have an impact, a negative impact on other people. Yeah. So we have a little exercise for you to actually experience that. This is powerful, y'all. So listen up. Yes. So idea here is um, so we'll just go through this and we'll just ask you to just notice how you feel. Yep, just listen and notice what emotions this evokes in you. So we don't necessarily agree with all these statements, but these are <laughs> things we find you know, on Facebook and online people and people are saying, share. Right. So here's, here goes. Trump is going to create a Nazi state. We are killing our planet. Immigrants are stealing our jobs. The economy is in the toilet. My boss is a jerk. I hate my job, but there aren't any others out there. Yuck. <laughs> that's all I can say. <clears throat> yeah. That's how it makes me feel. How does it make you guys feel out there, hearing all that negative stuff? Hey. Yeah. Makes me want to take a shower. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard saying it, isn't it? Yeah. So show the comparison there. Now, now notice how you feel when you hear this string of sentences. I'm thankful that we live in a country with a lot of freedoms. The stock market is that the highest place it's ever been. We have amazing technology like smartphones. Less than 1% of people are homeless, so almost everyone has a roof over their head. 
We live in a time when we can think about things like our life purpose and expanding possibilities. Wow. Yeah, that feels much more expansive to me and much more filled with possibilities. And uh, it just feels a lot better. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it was fascinating actually creating this, this little exercise for you all. It was very difficult. I was surprised at how difficult it was to state those negative things because we work really hard to not indulge in that stuff. And what was even more fascinating to me was that as I, we were creating a list of positive things, I was really surprised by this. My brain wanted to argue with me about those. Like I was thinking, you know, we're just doing so good with health. So, like, we don't have bubonic plague. We've come so far in managing things like that. And I'm like, my brain goes, oh, yeah, but, you know, heart attacks and cancer running really rampant. And so I'd think of one thing, and then I'd come up with a contradiction, and I found it fascinating. And I share this just in case I'm not the only one, because I kind of doubt that, that I'm part of me is trained to look at the negative. So we wanted you all to become aware of this for yourself and work to retrain the brain because it's very possible, but it does take effort. So when we come back from break, we're going to look at some uh, recommendations to help you start retraining your brain, focusing on the positive instead of the negative. Stay tuned for more on thankfulness. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking about thankfulness. We kind of did some thinking about this, and we did an exploration of the thankfulness, but we also explored what is the opposite of thankfulness. Yeah. You and I were discussing this. Yes. It was fascinating. Yes. So we, we came up with two things. The opposite of thankfulness can be focusing on past negative experiences. In a sense, we can be stuck in a moment like that U2 song goes. We can be stuck in anger, sadness, resentment, uh, stuck in this past experience focusing on that. Or we could be focusing on possible negative future experiences. In this case, we would be stuck in fear. And so those would be the two ways that we could be on the opposite of thankfulness. Awesome. Good stuff. Yes. There's an interesting relationship, therefore, between thankfulness and fear and anger and sadness because um, thankfulness is finding the positive and the others are very much focusing on negative, yes. both on what happened and what could happen. Right. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. <coughs> thankfulness is the cousin of forgiveness. So if we go, maybe we had uh, a tough relationship 
somebody did something, we were wronged, we were betrayed, and to get past that, we need to forgive them. But if we've had a tough experience, and it's not because someone betrayed us or someone else did something that we need to forgive, but we just had a tough experience. Maybe we had cancer. Maybe, you know, like in, in our past, in our family, we had our house collapse in the 89 earthquake. And thankfulness is kind of like forgiveness in that it's a way to help us get through and get past some of the grief around the experience. It's a way of taking that experience and redeeming it in a way. And then there's other things that we can do around those tough experiences as well, but this is a part of the process. Mm-hmm. In a way, I suppose, maybe a bit of a stretch, but you could say that thankfulness is a way of forgiving God if you've been angry at God for the experience that you had. Hmm. Interesting. So it's a great tool to have a better experience of life. Mm-hmm. And we just want to note that being thankful in life doesn't mean that you're burying your head in the sand, ignoring all the things that are going on that maybe aren't great. We're not talking about just stepping over and just, you know, pretending bad things aren't happening at all. It just has to do with what it is we're focusing on. And so maybe maybe we have a bad experience. Maybe something happens. You know, we, we stub a toe, we break an arm, something happens. We deal with the, the experience that we've, we've entered into. We work through that. Um, but then we focus on the positive as much as we can as we go through the process of, of dealing with whatever's come up. So it's finding the positive in that difficult experience that helps yes. to create and the thankfulness. Yes, and it's not completely ignoring the negative stuff, but it's the opposite of focusing on all the negative things that are going on. So you can actually do both. We can hold both of them, the, the sadness or the anger or the hurt. We don't have to step over that. We can acknowledge those and experience it and still look for the positive, something that we can be thankful for out of the experience. Right. So it's not one or the other. It's right. It's not one or the other. It's a mix. It's a mix. That's just life. That's much more realistic. Yes. Right? Yes. Because some people like to slap some saran wrap on it, make it look all pretty and comfortable, and just say, I'm just so thankful I went through this tough experience. (laughs) (laughs) You. (laughs) (laughs) And that just kind of prolongs the healing process. just takes longer if we're not dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, focusing on the negative, especially when they're past experiences, can be about retelling our stories of what happened, and we're taking our anger and bitterness, and we're keeping that with us and bringing that forward with us into the future, and we're prolonging that experience. This can include the stories that we tell about ourselves all the time as well. And so we can be telling ourselves junky things like, oh, I always run late, or you know, I'll always struggle with my weight, or I'll always have bad relationships. There's these things that we often tell ourselves. And as we tell ourselves those things, we reinforce what we're telling ourselves. And we bring those experiences forward with us. I see it happen all the time. In fact, I was just at lunch with a couple friends and one person said, I am always late. And I'm like, oh, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, making certain that you're gonna continue to be late. Yeah. Yeah. Because you tend to meet your own expectations. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Yeah, I actually have a wonderful tool around that. If we've, you know, maybe done something in the past or something, you know, has happened that we don't want to have continue to happen. And this I received from our coaches. And it's, it's the phrase, up until now. So you want to say that you always run late. If you really want to keep doing that, just add in, I, up until now, I've run late. 
because what that does is that opens up the possibility of doing something different. It's a real, real gift to yourself. Yeah. I have a few other recommendations for um, helping yourself to have a more of a positive, thankful type focus. The very first one is if you listen to and watch the news, it's okay to stop that. I actually stopped watching the news. It's been almost 17 years because my oldest was an infant at the time. And news, we spoke to somebody who came from the news industry. I'm talking like the evening news kind of stuff, afternoon, morning news, whatever. And fascinatingly, he said their main primary goal was to engender outrage. And as I looked at news and and as I occasionally see news, you know, my favorite restaurant plays the news. I wish they wouldn't do that. And um, I could see how the stories that they show are really, really designed to to produce outrage in people, not thankfulness, not gratitude, not possibility. So you don't need my permission, but if it's helpful, you have my permission to stop watching the news. (laughs) Very similarly, if you're on Facebook, um, you can cut down on that. You can unfriend the people who are um, posting negative stuff. I actually turned off my notifications on Facebook about a month or so ago. Love it love it. I don't have things popping up and I don't feel compelled to check that. And I'm finding that I'm able to keep a more positive, thankful type focus. You can also, and this is really our focus here in Simply Great Lives, pick something that you're passionate about, make a difference that you're passionate about, and do that. So that's focusing on creating something positive instead of focusing on what's wrong. And it's something that you can actually do something about instead of having a passive role where you feel powerless. This is an empowered place where you are making a difference. And I was reminded of the serenity prayer because my last suggestion for now at least is to focus on what you can change. And it reminds me of God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference so that you're putting your energy into the right place. Right. And having kind of a a spirit of love, compassion, and gratitude, and thankfulness is a better place to be when you are making that impact. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to make an impact on the world and it's coming from fear and anger, that's not going to work out so hot. No. So the people you're trying to impact, you're trying to change, will receive you much better if you come from a loving place than if you come from you're just wrong and you need to change. Yeah. That won't go so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a list of things that we thought of that we are thankful for. And And we wanted to share those with you. Yeah, and find yourself in this. See, you know, which of these things are you thankful for? And we're just kind of priming the pump here, helping you to get, get really focused on what you're thankful for. Yes. So we made a pretty long list. I imagine (laughs) we could make it even longer. Mm -hmm. But we were thankful for another day just because that was a whole lot better than not having another day. That would really suck. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, We're thankful for our home and food on the table and clean running water. We didn't actually put those things in first, but after thinking about it, realized not everyone has all those things. We're thankful for working toilets. (laughs) Talk to somebody who visited Brazil and things are just a little different there. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, We're thankful for employment and workplaces and places to run businesses opportunities to create income and have money thankful for friends and family 
thankful for schools for our kids education the opportunity to learn that's great yep thankful for technology yeah there's that smartphone there it is there it is (laughs) love that thankful for just entertainment being able to watch a movie and read a book listen to music absolutely play a game yeah that's great we're thankful for opportunities to improve ourselves we're thankful for our pets i love my kitties (laughs) (laughs) thankful for our health you know, I, I notice a lot of people, you know, it's easy to get wound around the axle on the health thing when something goes wrong. But almost all the time when there's something going wrong with our health, there's a lot of stuff that's going right. So focus on that and focus on what you do have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Rena, you're thankful for transportation. Yes. Transpor- <laughs> oh, Uber, Lyft. Because yes. I tell you, as a blind person, getting around <clears throat> is, is a challenge. But those are some really fantastic options that weren't available a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful for humor. We love having fun. Yeah, our family, we, we joke around a lot. <laughs> Thankful for beauty, which would include sunrises and sunsets and cool beaches. architecture of beaches. <laughs> I love beaches. Yeah. I love the, the mountains with the forests, pine trees. The leaves changing color in fall here. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love art, like paintings and music. Animals. I'm, I'm back to the cats. <laughs> I think they're beautiful, too. There we go. <laughs> We're thankful for love and hope. We're thankful for God. For us, that would be Jesus. We're thankful for our morning walks, our community, our mentors, our coaches. So grateful for the help that we get from other people and helping us to grow ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And we're thankful for all the people who have had a significant impact on us and have helped us. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for nutritious food options. Yay. Thankful for, you mentioned beaches. We mentioned mountains and pine trees and lakes. And uh, we actually are thankful for laws. If we had lawlessness, that would not be good. Anarchy, yeah. So we like laws and law enforcement. Very grateful. Thankful for hospitals, nurses, and doctors, firefighters, paramedics. Tell you what, when you're in need and you utilize that, you become grateful real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. In there. Yeah. So we're thankful for babies and TED Talks (laughs) and documentaries, easy to access information. Thankful for our strengths and our abilities, freedom to choose our life. Thankful for opportunities to grow ourselves and change. And mm-hmm. we're thankful for our country, for all the freedoms that we have. We have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to vote, and to gather together. And it's actually pretty easy to run a business here in this country. We're about to go to break. If you want to call in and share what you are thankful for, you can call 866-576-1055. You are listening to the Impact Hour. Capital City Solar can make obtaining solar easy. And right now you can take advantage of their zero down, zero out of pocket cost program. You will be cash flow positive every month. 
Capital City Solar is a SunPower Elite dealer. SunPower panels are the most efficient panels available with the industry's best combined power and product warranty. For the best value, the best warranty, and the best customer service, go to CapitalCitySolar.com. Then call 782-3333 for your free solar analysis. Terry Knight here. Please join me from 11 to noon on Saturdays. It's the home show with news, tips, and commentary focused on home improvement, real estate, and lifestyle. After 30 years of radio and TV in the capital region, I found a home. Join me on the home show Saturdays 11 to noon on your radio home. Money 105.5. The new enrollment period for Medicare just started a few days ago and a lot of our listeners aren't sure they've got the right plan or feel that they're paying too much. That's why we have a special guest here today to explain it all. Mike Stahl from Health Markets, a national organization that helps folks find Medicare coverage. Welcome, Mike. How you doing? I'm great, Larry. Thanks. For your listeners, Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. With the Medicare enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Senior VP of Health Markets, Mike, thank you so much. Now, obviously, when it comes to Medicare, it's really important that folks have the right plan for them. Tell our listeners how they can receive free help from Health Markets. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. Don't go it alone. Get free, unbiased help for a plan that may cost less, cover more, and give you more choices. For free Medicare assistance, go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-769-5680. That's 800-769-5680. 800-769-5680. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Jody Stevens, you know, for non-invasive beauty treatments, I trust La Bella Vita Medispa, the beauty division from Tenure Medical. One of their new state-of-the-art treatments is called Kybella. This is the first FDA-approved non-surgical procedure. It contours and improves the appearance of the double chin, and it's a permanent solution. Fillers and Botox are a great way to take years off your face without surgery. And right now, La Bella is offering a limited number of $100 rebates on fillers while supplies last. That's a $100 rebate on fillers, Kybella, and Botox. Enhance your look is easy at La Bella Vita Medi Spa in Rockland. Call 916-624-4959. Mention the fish when you do. 624-4959 or online at labellavitamedispa.com. Live with passion. Make a difference and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are talking today about thankfulness. And thankfulness is such a wonderful thing. It's got so many benefits to us and to the people around us. Today, or in this segment, we've got a specific topic that you may not have thought about when it comes to thankfulness, and that is being thankful for a tough experience 
or for the good that's come from a tough experience. So we're going to dive into this. This is something that we deal with frequently in our, our practice at Simply Great Lives, helping people to discover their calling and live their purpose or live their pur- discover their purpose and live their calling. Um, a tough experience is, is commonly a way for people to get in touch with something that they're really passionate about. It often sparks a passion in them. And so there actually can be a lot of really, really good things that come from tough experiences. If you're not looking for them, you won't find it. And that's just like what we were talking about earlier. What you're looking for, you're going to find. So look for something good that comes out of it. First of all, when you're thankful for something about a tough experience, it's a form of healing. It brings some healing. And in order to begin that healing process, I found that it's really necessary necessary to identify something good that's come out of it. That takes effort. It may not be readily apparent, but if you look around in that tough experience that you've had, I'm betting that you'll find something good in there, whether it was something that you learned about yourself, something that you learned about other people, And sometimes we learn stuff about ourselves that we don't like so much, but the good is that we've become aware of it, and then we can make some new choices. And here we're not talking about just some, like, rinky-dink answer, like, oh, okay, I'm thankful for the sky, you know, (laughs) around my tough experience. We're talking about deep, profound things that have occurred and good things that have come from that tough experience, life-changing things. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. And... You may, you may never actually be thankful for the experience itself because, like, for myself, I experienced some abuse. And honestly, I can't really say I'm thankful for the abuse itself. I'm thankful for the lessons that I've learned from it. You know, I have a passion to really help people to be aware of their impact. And that passion came specifically from that experience. So that's something good that came out of a difficult experience. And if I wasn't looking for that, I wouldn't have found it. I wouldn't have been able to associate, you know, that lesson except that I was really trying. So I I don't want you to feel bad if you're not feeling grateful all of a sudden for something bad that's happened. And we want to challenge you to, to go deeper and see what aspect, what component, what came from that that you can be thankful for. It's like a gift to yourself, really. And I found that the lessons that we can learn from our tough experiences can just be so valuable. It's lessons that we wouldn't have learned in such a deep way from any other thing. It's not like you read a book, John, and, and you know experience the same things that you did from your heart attack. Those are lessons um, that you learned because of that experience. So there's, right. there's really a lot of good that can come from those tough experiences. And, and like I mentioned before, a lot of people, it lights a passion inside of them. And there's a lot of different options to bring good out of a tough experience if we're looking for the opportunity. That's right. So we've learned that we want to find the good in a tough experience. If we want to heal from the tough experience, that it's really active. Oftentimes, if we're very passive about just getting through our tough experience, usually we prolong the healing and we prolong, you know, the good things that we can learn and take from that 
So it takes longer to, to get through the, the real tough part, right? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. And so it really is an active uh, seeking, an active healing that we go through to really speed up that process and to really glean the most gold, if you will, out of the, the really cruddy experience that maybe you've had. Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the verses that uh, some people might recall, if, uh, if you're a Bible reader, you might be familiar with this verse. If not, uh, you might have heard it anyways. Check and, it out. It's got some good wisdom to it. And so this is from Romans 8.28. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, some people read that and think, oh, that means that everything happens for a reason. Oh, that is not what it said. That is not what it said. <laughs> so just want to be clear. And actually, we had uh, a person uh, who presented a little bit on this uh, some number of years ago that really helped me out and said that the Greek translation sometimes is not clear, that the word works could be applied to God or it could be applied to the called in that sentence. So another translation might be, God makes good come from all things when we work with him. And that's much more active, whereas the other one almost sounds passive, that's like we co- just wait and it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're, it may actually take some effort to help to work with God to bring something good out of it. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. And, that, and that's our experience. You know, healing from a tough experience is something that we've had to work on. It doesn't, it didn't just happen. I didn't just have a heart attack and then suddenly create a, a calling out of that. I had to do a discovery process around that. And I had to dig and find out what did I really care about and what did I learn from that. Passivity only prolongs the healing process and delays thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can even be thankful in the middle of the experience. Now, I don't know if we do this very often ourselves. I'm not great at that. I'll admit that. <clears throat> I, 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 I can handle difficult things well, but I, I really don't claim to be an expert at being thankful in the middle of it. It's something I'm working on. Right. How's that? There you go. And a, one of the things that you can do is while you're in the middle of it, you can be thinking about all the good things that can be coming from it. And we've watched other people be able to do that, and it's a beautiful thing. Now, we're not talking about just stepping over, stepping over the process, you going, oh, I'm just going to be thankful, and I'm not going to experience this anger mm-hmm. I'm having right now. That's not what we're talking about at all. When you go through a tough experience, there's a healing process and if you try to bypass a step, usually it ends up just delaying it. And so you stuff your feelings and they come out in other ways, in uh, ways that you didn't anticipate. And so there's, there's some stages you can, you can debate and argue about whether these are right or not, but they, they seem about right to me. Uh, you can look them up online about stages of loss. A lot of times tough experiences involve a loss. And so we go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. And so if you're angry in the middle of your tough experience, if you're angry at God, he knows it, you might as well talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to share a little bit about from our stories of some of the tough experiences that we've had and what we're thankful about those, just to share some examples. So I've shared on this station before in this show that in 2005, I had a heart attack. That was a pretty tough experience. I'd never been so scared in my life 
in that experience. And what I'm really thankful for is the end of life perspective that it gave me. That's something I don't think I ever would have gotten to unless I had gone through that experience. And that just gives me a unique perspective. When people say, this is what it's like when you're at your end of your life, I can go, yep, that's the way it is. Or I can go, huh, what are you talking about? That's not what I experienced. Because I had a moment there where I thought that was going to be the end of my life. And I'm thankful that from that, uh, we have now our business that we run to help people find their passions and to live a legacy and to make a huge impact in the world and make the most of their life. Immensely thankful for that. And because of all those things, in a way, I'm thankful for my heart attack. I like that, in a way. It kind of tones it down a little bit. It's not a straight out, I am so thankful for my heart attack. <laughs> but you found some stuff to be thankful for. So in a way, you're thankful for that experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, similar for me, maybe a little a little less really out there, but my blindness, um, I, I'm legally blind, so I, I do have some sight. I used to have more. I've always had something of a vision impairment, and I can say honestly that it's, it's quite inconvenient <laughs> being blind. For some people, it would be utterly devastating, um, I, I, but I am able to focus on some positive things or smaller things, like I don't see um, if the details of a car accident. I don't see if there's an animal that got hit on the side of the road, so I'm able to miss out on a lot of those things. But interestingly, because of, it's like, because of my blindness, I'm used to overcoming obstacles and making stuff happen. You could say that I've become stubborn, but I'll just say I, I'm, I really persevere <laughs> <laughs> and I get stuff done. I'm about making things happen, and I, I think my blindness has really contributed to that. So I'm thankful for it in that sense, that it's, it's built that character quality <coughs> in me. So I'm guessing that your tough experiences, if you look, there's something in there that you can be grateful for. Yeah, a lot of times when we have a tough experience, it's not that we're thankful for the experience. Um, itself. A lot of itself. A lot of times what comes out of it is a deep life lesson that we've learned from the experience, not just how to avoid it in the future, but, wow, this really shapes the way I see the world. And because of that, then now I have perhaps a message I can share with the world um, or just a, a new understanding that I can be thankful for. And that's great. That's great to have that level of gratitude. So we're about to go to a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about practices around being thankful. You're listening to the Impact Hour, and we will be right back. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. 
We are talking today about thankfulness. And not only is it timely because it's almost Thanksgiving, but it will be beneficial for you all the time, having more and more thankfulness in your life. Uh, Just before we went to break, we were kind of talking about the tough experiences that we have and how really some really great stuff can come from those tough experiences. And for many people, what they're passionate about came from a tough experience. And we talk to a lot of people in the work that we do, and I haven't compiled statistics, but I would say certainly more than half of the people, what they're passionate about came from a tough experience that they've had. We usually find that, you know, if they have a tough experience and their passion is driven by that, there seems to be a deeper emotional drive behind that versus people like, oh, this looks kind of nice over here. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And it's not that people couldn't have a deep passion for something else unrelated to a tough experience. We just find that most commonly that drives a a really deep passion for a change that they want to make in the world. Yeah, I say it provides a lot of juice, having, having a passion that's tied to a tough experience. There's just a lot of power behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Partly because it's emotional. Yeah. You know, you have a tough experience. It's not an intellectual experience. You know, there's a, there's a deep emotional component to that. And passions, of course, come from our emotions, not from our analytical thinking. That's correct. <clears throat> Otherwise, it wouldn't be called passion. It would be called something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have a couple examples, some examples of tough experiences? We do. We just kind of piled a little list of examples of things that we've seen. Some of, some of them have been clients of ours, and some have just been other people that we've seen. And so things that could drive a passion could be bullying in the past in the schools could be a bad school experience could be abuse or like in my case a heart attack or a divorce or maybe a bankruptcy or a death or some sort of disease or medical event or maybe it was a violent crime or maybe addiction and of course it could be a lot more than that but those are some examples that we've seen Life certainly gives a lot of opportunities to cultivate thankfulness through tough experiences. And what I really enjoy this, this aspect, this facet of what we do, helping people to uh, discover their purpose and live their calling, is that there's so many options based on a passion for making a difference in people's lives. So we just thought we would take an example. Imagine that somebody experienced a theft whether someone broke into their car or their house or, you know, a personal, you know, um, something being stolen off their person. It, it could be a variety of things. But that, that could be a tough experience that really affects a person for a long time. And as a result of that, people may be drawn in different directions as to how they want to use that to benefit other people. They could, for example, help prevent theft in the first place. That could go a lot of different directions. Maybe in their research they find that a lot of thefts are caused by people with drug addiction. So maybe they get into helping people with drug addiction to be preventing thefts in the future. Some people would be called to helping people deal with the the trauma at the time or maybe even helping them deal with the aftermath, cleaning up, filing insurance claims, maybe even selling insurance. And all those things tend to be a little more circumstantial. I mean, except for, you know, helping people with the drug addiction and stuff like that, kind of helping to prevent a difficult circumstance from happening. 
But somebody may have learned a really deep life lesson from that. And there's so many variations. It totally depends on the person and what they get out of it. But for this example, imagine that they found that what was really important in life is relationship with family. That's what really pulled them through that difficult situation. And so if they go about their making that their purpose to help people to strengthen their relationships with family, they're having a really deep level impact, something they're able to make positive out of a really tough experience. I love that, bringing something beautiful out of something very difficult. And there would be a lot of thankfulness in there from that life lesson and the change that they're able to create in other people. Yeah, we call that redeeming a tough experience. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So we have some practices for you for cultivating more thankfulness in your life. The first thing we had mentioned is identifying the good in a tough experience or in anything in life. Identifying what is good, then you're able to be thankful for that thing that's good. It's kind of just an essential step. And then there's the active process of making something good come out of it. So like John was mentioning, that requires effort on our part. Now here's some neat practices that I've done at Thanksgiving with our family. We usually get together with John's family and um, went to his cousin's house one year and I made, I get a little craftsy sometimes, and I made a little trunk out of some I'm chuckling as I picture Construction paper. Construction paper. Totally made like a tree trunk, right? And then I cut out all these little leaves out of yellow and red and orange paper and gave a bunch to everybody. And everybody wrote on there something that they're thankful for. So each leaf had something they're thankful for. And we filled out this whole big tree on the wall uh, around this funky little trunk that I made. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just beautiful to see a whole thankfulness tree. So it doesn't have to be that elaborate. At your Thanksgiving gathering, you could simply give everybody a sheet of paper and have them write down however many things they're thankful for. If you think it's a real stretch, three may be great, you know, five, ten, as many as they want. And you could have them read before they eat, during the meal, after the meal. It's uh, good to give people a heads up because the day gets so busy, it's easy to just kind of forget about it. So if you want to make that a priority and actually make Thanksgiving about giving thanks, that's a really great way to do that. It's real positive and people might complain about it a little bit because it's different, but then they actually like it. <laughs> that's opposed to getting done with your Thanksgiving day and go, whew, boy, I'm sure glad that's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your family, I suppose it might be that way, but it does bring something positive into the experience. (laughs) Here are some other options. You could create a gratitude journal, and that's a delightful thing to kind of flip back through and see the things that you're grateful for. And it's a great place to practice finding the positive in, in something that may not on the surface appear so positive. I think a journal is a different experience than just thinking about it. Yes. You know, when you sit down and you have to write it out, that's that's a different experience, a different way of processing those things that you're thankful for than just sitting down and going, okay, I'm thankful for this, 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 and this, and, and then you forget about it. Yeah, it becomes more real. You're utilizing different parts of the brain. It'll be more likely to be recalled later. 
And like I said, that being able to flip back through and see all those things, that's only going to feel good. It's like when you gave that long list earlier, I, I, we finished a segment and I was just totally smiling. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> that's, that's one of the benefits of thankfulness. If you're not into a journal, but maybe you're into like posting on social media, you could just post three things a day that you're thankful for or even one thing a day. Pick it, just as do it consistently. It could be in the morning if you like to start your day off that way. It could be the, in the evening, reflecting back on the day. I have a friend who, I don't know, I don't know what day she's on, like day 40 something of 100 days of self-love. And so I, I, she says something that she appreciates about herself. It's kind of a form of gratitude, just a little bit of a different spin on it. And I would not mind if my Facebook feed was filled with stuff like that, positive stuff, things that people are thankful for. So you're blessing yourself and blessing other people by putting positive stuff into social media. <clears throat> Want to encourage you guys to really hang out with positive people. This is going to make a huge difference in your ability to maintain a positive focus. And know that you being a positive person or focusing on the negative if you're helping to share the things that you're thankful for versus being in fear or complaining, all of that's going to be affecting the people around you. So realize it's not just affecting you and your experience of life. What you're saying out loud and how you're being and how you're showing up will be affecting other people. Some of the things we want to talk about, we've mentioned before, um, kind of uh, – getting past through tough experiences and getting past what we call the opposite of thankfulness, which would be living in anger and bitterness and fear, is to realize where that stuff comes from. And we talked about this before, which has to do with the meaning of things. So we process things, um, they, things happen, it goes through a filter uh, in our brain, in our subconscious, and then a meaning gets assigned to it, and then we perceive it consciously. And so the event appears in our conscious with the meaning built in. By the way, we have a whole show on this. It's called, What Does That Mean? And just to remind you guys, if you didn't already know, that show recordings are available at theimpacthour.com and also as podcasts. So people, if they like this topic, they can get more of it. Yes. So the idea here is the meaning, though, is made up. It's not a fact. It's just made up. And so something happens and we make up a meaning around it and sometimes our reaction to it is more from the meaning than from the actual event. It can also occur from our fears. We assume that somebody has a certain intention. They didn't tell us that, but we assume it. And so now we're afraid of what might happen because we have assigned this meaning behind their intentions. And part of getting into thankfulness might be to revisit those meanings and give it a new meaning. Awesome. <clears throat> some thankfulness in there. I like that. So we wanted to share a resource for you. In order to be thankful, there's a book out there that I found awesomely helpful. It's called 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. And really it's her journey in her life that she shares from a very cool heart space about the things she's gone through in life and uh, her journey towards thankfulness, even through the death of a sibling that she had. So I encourage you to check out 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. And we are wishing you a very thankful Thanksgiving and a thankful heart all year round. You've been listening to the Impact Hour.